Today is another special one. We have uh, Amon and 21 shares um, here to help answer some questions. We've been chatting with them for um, for a while now, and they've got some really cool things coming out uh, that I think our community would really uh, enjoy. So we wanted to bring them in um, that way. We can uh, we can share some insight as well as you have an opportunity to ask them any questions that you want. Um, Nacho, if I'm not mistaken, there's a pop for today or no? Unfortunately, um, there's not. Um, okay. I think yeah, I've been trying. Uh, we can do it uh, uh, afterwards, but um, it's not set up for today. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll let y'all know the status on that. Um, all we're doing right now is waiting for James to pop up. Um, he's trying and, to get in. Yeah, he's trying to get in. Uh, if you have any, if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand. You can come up here um, and ask. There's also a text channel that um, there's also a text channel that you can throw your questions into. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and uh, kick it off. Ben, did you want to kick it off? Or yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about this one. Um, you guys might have seen through like some of the announcements. Uh, 21 shares and Amun came together, uh, like approached us about starting a index for Polygon, and uh, they're working with some other like projects in the space, and they were very kind to invite us as well to be a part of it. And um, don't get ahead of myself; I'll let them into it while we have the AMA. But yeah, super excited, and thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Thank you. Um, we're um... We're very excited as well. Uh, we this is our really our second. Well, it's our third index product, but the first two are both both based on um, based on Ethereum. They were designed to give you exposure to the Ethereum ecosystem. Um, we've always wanted to build products that work across many chains um, and kind of bridge the process between all these chains because it's, our, our overall belief is that we're in that super early days of kind of the internet, but for crypto. So. Um, we obviously we saw that Polygon had had really just kind of blown up in in the second quarter and and really got the most in, like probably the best kind of scaling for Ethereum that we've seen of all the various options and Ethereum has like just endless options for those so um, like this is one of the chains that actually has real network activity on top and uh, we thought it would be amazing to build an indexed product. Um, kind of like what DPI, you know, uh, served for Ethereum, but but that for Polygon. So um, that's what we're talking about here. Cool. Um, what can you, what is it exactly is an index? An index product um, is essentially like what an ETF does for the kind of tradfi world. So if you think about investing in stocks, for the longest time when you invested in stocks, it was basically individual stock selection. And that was okay, but it also meant that everyday people can't really do it as an activity without being really involved in that activity. Um, so, like, if you have no interest in selecting stocks, the stock market becomes kind of irrelevant for you. And that's very, like, not accessible. So uh, mutual funds were first created as a way for people to pull funds together and have a manager to kind of, like, um, like decide what, what stocks to buy. And then... Uh, more recently, ETFs or exchange-traded funds were created so that uh, it's almost like a rule-based uh, and, and very lightweight wrapper. An, an ETF, if you, if you will, is almost like a ERC-20. It just is kind of wraps together a bunch of underlying stocks. Um, it doesn't so much as need a portfolio manager as much, um, although, of course, you can. Uh, and then you can basically buy a single ETF, and then you get exposure to a bunch of underlying stocks, the most famous being the S&P 500 ETF, Right. Um, and there are people who both like create ETFs and uh, create the kind of constituent rules and other c companies that actually launch the ETFs. So Standard & Poor's created the Standard & Poor's 500 Index. And then um, State Street, I believe, kind of made the wrapper that uh, uh, produced the SPY or the SPY um, ETF that tracks the underlying um, and as a result of doing all this, you basically, you know, if you're if you're a person who's a teacher or, or I don't know, sports star, and you don't care about stock selection, but you just want to invest in the stock market, you can buy it, and then you get full exposure to the stock market. As, uh, the SPY is like one of the largest um, ETF products um, in existence globally. So it's kind of a sign of a maturing of the of, a, of an ecosystem when you do this, and because you're really broadening out the access to everyone with. Um, 
with crypto, we're just at the very beginning, right? We're like tokens themselves are just a few years old. Um, everyone in the space is, I would say, pretty much a power user. Uh, if you're not a power user, you're probably still on Coinbase. And, um, you know, in the last year or so, we've really seen the beginning of index products or the, the equivalent of ETFs um, for crypto. Uh, of course, um, uh, organization like Index Co-op um, kind of kicked off the, the salvo in, I think, Q, Q3 of last year um, with DPI and many others followed. You know, there's Index Finance, there's a few DAOs that are doing it. Um, it's it's like, I think in the future, we will, there will be just as many index products in crypto um, as there are like ETFs in the traditional world. Um, and Amun is essentially kind of the sister company to 21 shares. Uh, and we we launched our indexed kind of product effort in June of this year. We launched two products, DPI, uh, DeFi, um, uh, a basic bizarre DeFi index with eight uh, top Ethereum protocols and DMX which is a um, kind of an algo trader, if you will. It's, a, it's based on momentum um, as defined by the RS uh, relative strength index. So it actually rebalances daily. Um, but both of these on, are on Ethereum. And um, Ethereum is, of course, today's main chain, but there are many, many chains doing very interesting things. So uh, our goal was to basically build an indexed product that covers Polygon, because Polygon is now kind of like a growing ecosystem. It's not just, you know, Matic. Uh, and so we, we kind of put together an index. Um, the, main, the main challenge is we're finding enough liquidity and enough um, AUM. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, market cap, like like available, uh, I guess market cap, uh, available in the in the uh, kind of protocols on top of Polygon. Most are, many are very, very small. Um, so we set, uh, we set some rules around that and kind of made our first cut at the, at, at the index construction. And Chidao um, is, is among um the, uh, the, in, the current working index we have, which is composed of uh, Polygon for the most part as kind of an anchor um, investment or Matic and the rest. So 50% Polygon and 50% kind of composed of uh, five other um, protocol tokens of which Qidao is one of them. And we really appreciate uh, being being one of those. Uh, can you uh, can you let us know what kind of rules you have for, uh, for a token to be added? Yeah, um, it's essentially... Um, you know, we, we want to make sure that a, it's a project that's launched. Um, a lot a lot of projects kind of uh, have even tokens, even though they haven't launched. And uh, for us, those are not real products uh, yet, at least. You know, some of them are very very uh, promising. But the, the, I would say, you know, we can go down the rule list. But the the main things are um, it's market cap based selection. So you need to kind of to to, to be of a certain size um, to be eligible. Because if there's not, then the uh, if if the tokens don't have enough market cap, uh, then the index can't have enough market cap because it's just made out of like insufficient market cap, right? Small, small. Add a add a bunch of small things together, they're still only five times that small number. So market cap is one, and the other one is kind of available liquidity in the um, in the liquidity pools. And for that, we're looking for like three million plus essentially. Gotcha. Um, so the first time. We did, yeah. The first time we did the cut, Cheetah was actually the the, the lowest one um, uh, across. The, so we do an average of the two metrics, right? And then and then that way it reflects both market cap and liquidity, because it's no good if you have a huge market cap but no liquidity in the LP pools. We can't rebalance into your token. Um, if you have a lot of liquidity but no market cap, same thing. We can't buy a lot of your tokens without slippage. So these two are kind of the vital. Um, ingredients that makes it uh, that make it viable to include you in an index product that rebalances monthly, um, and that could potentially have you know tens of millions of dollars in um, in, in uh, assets. So um, when we first did the assessment, uh, Cheetah was was number six in the index because we uh, only looked at one of your uh, LP pairs, and then our methodologist um, Zoe found another one. I think you, we we had some chat over Telegram. You're like there there are some other pairs. I think it was like. A, Matic pair or it was a die pair. I forgot which one. Um, and uh, and that we included that pool, revised the methodology, and right now, uh, I believe Cheetah is either number three or number four in the in the constituent list. Ah, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, quick, quick question of like, what does what does being part of an index or like how does being part of an index help tokens or help communities? It, yeah, it, I think it really helps um, as a 
channel as a uh, to to get more exposure for for your token. Uh, you can think of it as a distribution channel. You can think of it as a marketing channel, um, and also just like a, a way to automatically get people to buy the token um, without necessarily having to go through the process of diligencing diligencing is that a word polygon and then and then going over to uh to to like looking at each of the protocols and then understanding the inner inner workings of cheat out it's basically the buyer is now saying i just want a overall kind of exposure that the, the core value proposition of this index is if someone believes in the polygon ecosystem and they want to invest in the ecosystem but they don't want to like uh, they they want to kind of like outsource this to a rule based mechanism and a, and and something that they believe other people have thought through and constructed a helpful product. So someone with less knowledge, basically someone higher up the funnel, um, now can reasonably get exposure to the Chi token. Um, they may not even know so much that the Chi token is there, um, uh, versus before where you really had to like be a like truly deep in depth crypto user and. Be comfortable with the second chain. Be comfortable with protocols on the second chain. Like with each step, it's kind of like a funnel. You're losing people, right? Um, and it's great for building tight community. But I think for crypto crypto mainstream, you also want to appeal to some mainstream people, and that means making it easier for for them to um, get access to your token. So I think, like, yeah, one core thing is I think you, it, it, if it succeeds, it's a form of like automatic liquidity coming into your token because you're part of an index that's getting distributed and sold through various channels. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, yeah. Then, um, Kila, I just want to go back a little bit and ask about indexes that you have on Ethereum. Talk a little bit about how those went in terms of TVL. Uh, what kind of like cities did you interact with, or like uh, projects? What sort of partnerships you were able to build? Yeah. Um, so I joined Amun about three months ago, and we launched the tokens. I think the second week I joined. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been pretty crazy. I'd say for, so for Ethereum, for the two tokens, we have about half a million dollars in market cap. Um, we did not realize the importance of, I would say, partnerships of this sort when we launched, um, the kind of goal there and, and the, the feeling of the market was we would, we would like just gain organic adoption. And I think we underestimated the importance um, of doing partnerships and also doing kind of liquidity mining programs. Those were still kind of this whole team, the Amun tokens team is just like rapidly being built out and kind of expanded, I think, uh, majorly, especially in the last month. Like Ronald, um, who's on the call, is uh, head of our marketing efforts at Amun. He joined like, a few weeks ago. Um, so the, the infrastructure and the people to actually do partnerships wasn't in place when we launched. So we launched it as a kind of, we built it, and because it's good, people will come kind of philosophy. And uh, as you probably guessed, that doesn't always work. Uh, I think we built a great product. It's also zero fees, um, whereas you know competing products typically have a streaming fee of some sort. Um, but right now we're about a, a half a million dollars in market cap. Um, we... Um, uh, haven't really kind of like launched a liquidity mining program. And uh, that's because kind of we internally we're working through the process of how to do that, the best way to do that. I think, you know, that, that, that quote from, from um, Brian Chesky at Airbnb really rings true here, which is that if you launch and, and people don't notice, you launch again. Uh, and they, we, we launched six times. It was like Airbnb's mantra. Uh, so, like, I think what's exciting about this Polygon launch um, is that we're taking all the learnings from that and and rolling it into this launch, um, and which is really kind of work with the individual constituents like Chidao, um, work on liquidity mining programs, which we have uh, basically kind of prepping right now. Um, and of course, like make sure that, you know, everyone understand and be first to market. Like one, one big difference is I think we were, you know, there were quite a few Ethereum-based index products when we launched. So our incremental contribution um, and mind share, you know, it's harder to, to kind of get people to, to care about the incremental one. Uh, and I think if we do our if we do this right, we would be the first Polygon ecosystem token to launch. 
Um, and I think our methodology is, is quite sound in, in the sense that this is a very different situation. Um, most Ethereum ecosystem tokens, for example, don't contain Ether because, you know, Ether is, is widely available. And, uh, and also the protocols on top of Ethereum are so rich. Uh, whereas with Polygon, it's it's more nascent than Ethereum. So and people want to invest, like and 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 Matic is kind of a big story to it. So um, both to make the liquidity viable and also to give people kind of a one-click solution that gives them access to everything. We're including Matic in that. Uh, so like that, that's like part of the construction kind of thought process. But essentially. Uh, I don't think we quite understood all the components for um, when we did the, the, the DFI launch in June, um, but all the kind of key pieces are now coming in place, and um, we're super excited to kind of roll that out for the Polygon ecosystem token. And, uh, I guess before you guys launched those ETFs, or I guess indexes on Ethereum, what kind of things were you guys focusing on? What is the, I guess, the, the company? Uh, sure. Ben, Ben, you were cutting out a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, James, did you hear that completely? I caught it. I caught it. But yeah, okay, um, cool. uh, here here's the best way to think about it. So you will hear the name 21 shares and a moon together separately. And you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Um, 21 shares and a moon are sister companies. And they are like structured as, as different entities. Um, but it's the same kind of group of people working um, uh, in, in those companies. 21 Shares is a um, company focused on launching exchange-traded products. And these are, you know, what we in the U.S. called ETFs, um, but 21 Shares is based in Zurich. So they launch products out of the Zurich, the Swiss jurisdiction for the European market. And over there, 21 Shares has a billion dollars of assets across um, kind of investors across all levels in Europe, focused in Europe. And, um, of course, it's interested in, in global, in, in glowing growing globally. Moon is, is, um, was created to serve DeFi and crypto natively. So it's designed specifically to launch products on chain. Um, it has nothing to do with Stratify. Um, all, the, all the kind of norms, all the code, everything about a moon is basically um, working on protocols um, and working on smart contracts and launching products uh, on chain. At 21 shares, we have like a dozen products, and some of those are index-like products because they have five or six or more tokens inside of them. Um, and we've had great success there on, on, on that side. The, the thesis is really to carry over that to, um, to the blockchain so that you can buy single tokens on Ethereum or on Polygon or in the future on other chains that will give you broad exposure um, to a bunch of tokens as the underlying so I think the way I think about it when I joined is it's like 21 shares is actually a profitable company. It's that, that part of the business is um, pretty well kind of well, mature is hard is a big claim because it's in crypto. Everything is early, but it's cash flow positive um, and uh, and it's growing, but it's spinning up more cash than it consumes. Whereas a moon is like the, the startup we're trying to build that's purely for uh, for native DeFi. And, you know, we have we have a great team. We have some of the best kind of developers and they're based in Europe. We have like, you know, methodologists based in Hong Kong. It's like we're we're a global distributed team, very much like a DAO, if you will, except it's it's well technically not a DAO. Um, and we're starting from zero. Like we have less than a million in AUM today. Right. Um, and our goal is to kind of like grow that to be as large as our 21 shares kind of sister company, which is at a billion right now. But you can't get to a billion in a single step. So our goal is to kind of to grow that to about $100 million by the end of this year. Um, and that's through, you know, a huge part through kind of our second generation products with, with Polygon. Um, and we, the, the, essentially the products we have uh, in, in the coming months will be very much focused on index products for, um, for, for alternate chains uh, beyond Ethereum. Um, in terms of what we did before um, DFI and DMX, our two Ethereum tokens, Amun did have a set of token launches before these. Um, so those were actually designed for traders. They were leveraged tokens. Um, they were 3x leveraged BTC and 3x leveraged Ethereum, both long and short versions were, um, I think, launched. That came out, I think, toward the end of 2020. Um, and those were designed for traders. And I think we were um, a little bit late to those, uh, to market with those. And um, um, and some of the kind of exchanges basically took 
created equivalent versions of those. Um, so uh, once again, that was kind of a go-to-market thing that we learned. You know, in DeFi is so fast, you have to kind of differentiate and just launch and be first and, and of course, be kind of best in class. Um, but we did have, like, that gave us a lot of learning, I would say, into, like, producing pretty sophisticated, um, structured, and, and leveraged tokens, which are far more, like, complicated to make than, say, just a basket token or index token. Um, but, you know, different... We've been every three months is almost a different cycle in crypto. So that that cycle was tricky. We, uh, I, th- I think we didn't quite hit the mark there. So, um, yeah, but that was a great, a great amount of learning. I think DFI DMX, this kind of what we launched in June, great improvement. Um, and also kind of a sign that our goal is to move to actually serve like in, like investors rather than traders. Um, traders is a different, total different mindset. I think you um, um, like it's very hard to be good at both, I think. So, like, one thing that I'm happy about is that we've kind of clearly more defined, more clearly defined our user case, which is like an investor, someone who want to hold an index product, get broad exposure. Um, so DFI DMX, first, like, our, our first set of tokens for Ethereum, I'm very happy with those. Um, but, like, I would say very excited for building products that also serve other chains, which no one has done in an industry. Everyone is just kind of like focused on Ethereum right now, which is great. The, you know, as we've seen with what Polygon has achieved in the last six months, um, there's so much like demand and so much work to be done and so many interpretations of how to do anything that uh, it's great to support other ecosystems. And um, so you mentioned like this would be the first like index on Polygon. Are there are other like, I, I think, you know, Index Group, they're making P10, and then, like, Balancer kind of has, like, like the ability for you to make indexes. So how do you mm-hmm. see uh, 21 shares and Amun, like, differentiating themselves um, to that backdrop? What kind of, like, makes you all stand out? Sure. Um, this product uh, is, like, uh, purely an Amun product. So um, it's, uh, I guess, in terms of branding, um, people don't need to kind of like associate 21 shares with these tokens. This is like also due to regulatory things. Um, 21 shares can't launch tokens in the way it's kind of structured. Uh, so it's like literally 21 shares ETPs for Europe and a moon for tokens. Um, but for differentiation, uh, I think one key thing we haven't talked about is the bridging technology we're building. Um, so... M- I think if you think about these ecosystem tokens, normally you would think, okay, it's a Polygon token, so you buy it on Polygon, and that will certainly be available. Uh, The thing that we're most excited about is the fact that we're going to be making this available on Ethereum 2. So how does that work? We are essentially building a kind of automatic bridging process so that people can buy an ERC-20 called Pico, which is our kind of current working name for the Polygon ecosystem token. So you buy the ERC-20 for the Pico, one click, and on the back, um, in the background, we will bridge kind of um, to Polygon network, um, form the basket of the underlyings, form a token, lock the token, and then give you the equivalent ERC-20. The result of this is that someone on Ethereum who is interested in the Polygon ecosystem and wants to invest in, call it the Polygon S&P 500, if you will, in spirit, can do a one-click ERC-20 buy um, and instantly get exposure to six tokens built on the Polygon chain. And that is something um, I don't think anyone has uh, considered in the in the alternative proposals that you know other people are working on uh, for index products on Polygon. This is hugely beneficial um, just to bring kind of liquidity into the system because if the liquidity is only available within Polygon, you're naturally only sourcing a small amount of capital. Like Polygon's a pretty big chain, but it's still a, you know, a secondary chain compared to Ethereum. If you make it available on Ethereum, on Uniswap or SushiSwap, um, the amount of potential buyers is just like 10 times larger at least, right? So I think this is a... This is something that we feel is really beneficial to these um, other chains because it's kind of bridging them to the to the you know I don't know the soup the freeway the super highway the, the main road that has all the cars right uh, and this is a way I think of of basically kind of making 
the pro protocols on chains like Polygon much more mainstream, much more accessible, um, especially for investors. And these would be investors who would be holding these tokens, I think, for uh, for a longer duration of time versus those who are simply either trading uh, or those who are simply farming. Great. I think that's wonderful. Uh, bringing it over to like other places, right? Because you have to like know Polygon. And like then you have to know Polygon, right? Like you have to be on. So it's kind of like yeah. two barriers there. Um, I have a lot of questions for you, but like guys, if if you have any questions, feel free to be typing them up, up uh, on the text as well as uh, uh, can to join the stage. But yeah, yeah. and also just uh, just for James and Ron, um, had a lot of people saying that this sounds freaking awesome. Agree. Yeah, uh, that they're enjoying this be a really cool idea. Just uh, if you if you aren't keeping an eye on the text chat, um, it's people loving loving what you're talking about. Oh, you guys, you awesome. mentioned something really cool there. Like you're not like going for traders, you're going for investors, which is uh, interesting, right? Because like investors usually like tend to hold. Um, and also like you guys, you know, it's, it's separated from twenty one shares, but you have that experience and that knowledge on like deal with investors what's kind of your strategy with this how are you guys planning on boarding uh people and getting a lot of interest perhaps institutional otherwise for index? yeah um you know we are i think this is still a very very open question which is like who are the investors in DeFi? i think if we look at the kind of um L2s or the side chains, uh, it it currently as it's as as it lives, I think naturally attracts farmers and and um, people who are kind of chasing yield, right? It's like oh, new chain launched, uh, incentive program, three thousand percent APY. It's like it's is a there's a lot of just like gets go to the chain, like soak up the liquidity and then and then kind of like um, sell out. So um, that's important kind of like also necessary to bootstrap some of the liquidity and some of the interest. Um, but it is really, I think, a very open and difficult question of how, where, A, are there, but where are the investors and how do we get them? Like, I think this is something we're going to have to learn this time around. One idea that, that um, um, Ron had, our, our head of marketing, is actually just serving people um, in, in the spirit of, you know, doing things that don't scale like serving large buyers who just want to buy your things but don't necessarily want to like go through the the complicated and, and you know sometimes scary process of having different wallets changing the wallet like getting to a polygon bridge and bridging over funds all those like gnarly steps um like that will kill off in terms of the funnel that will just wipe out entire parts of your funnel so i think one thing that we're considering is just like just doing an OTC style of, oh, you want to buy this stuff? Um, we will like, we will handhold you and and buy it for you. Ron, do you want to talk about like the spirit of what you want to do there? Ronald, are you there? Ron, if you're speaking, you might be on mute. Sorry, I just was figuring out how to get to back to the voice channel. Um, yeah. Um, you know, what we want to, the spirit of what we want to do is make all the Polygon ecosystem tokens like Chidao available to a wider group of people. Like, I recognize that most of the people listening to um, this talk right now um, has the technical capability to buy things themselves, right? <laughs> so this is um, in the, you know, in, in the spirit of your friends who might not be as technical or who might not be as savvy getting exposure into the ecosystem. How do they do that? Or your parents, how do you, how do they get into that? Or other people, how do you bring in the next 10 million people into the DeFi world? And uh, when it comes to that, one of the easiest things you can do, and this is um, something that uh, a lot of uh, crypto companies have done, and I've actually participated in myself is a really simple, like uh you know, OTC uh, style process where you email us, Amun, and you're like, hey, Amun, I want to buy $50,000 worth of tokens. And then we'll be like, cool, wire us money to our bank account, and then we'll drop it on your wallet address. 
and uh, we will screen share with you on the computer or one of your your secretary or whoever, and then we will screen share with you how to actually create your own account. And then once you do that, we will just uh, drop the money over to you. You just sign a DocuSign. We have a prearranged deal. Like here's how much of our index token you're getting for um, this price. Um, you know, based on this given day. Um, and then once that is there, you just wire some money in your bank account and then we'll just plop the money into your wallet. Uh, we'll plot the tokens in your wallet. So, um, that is something that I'm excited about because I've talked to a lot of institutions and, uh, you know, their mentality is I just want exposure to the asset class along with all the, all these other things. I don't just want to be Bitcoin or Ethereum. I want something that's going to get me a lot of alpha. Um, but I want a little bit of diversification. I don't want to just, you know, you, you can't just throw like $5 million at a time in like a, a single place, right? Um, so index exposure, but in an, an entire asset class where they believe in the Polygon asset class and a really easy way to do it that we can handle you through. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. Love that it. definitely makes sense. And I know you yeah. guys had mentioned too, like being on certain like uh, city applications as well, a way of like spreading the word. Yeah, education, ease of use—it's uh, it's imperative for uh, further adoption here. Um, a, a couple of questions from the from the community, just um, before we before we move on. Uh, launch date for the Polygon Index, uh, Geekfine asks, because he wants to be all in. <laughs> awesome. We are shooting for early October um, hard launch. The soft launch, which will be kind of like, you know, it's almost like just testing in the open, but without without making a fuss about it, will hopefully be kind of later September. So this thing should be out. Um, if everything works to plan, should be fully out by in 30 days from now. Um, but you should hear uh, something about it within the next, I say, three weeks or so. Fantastic. Um, and then we have another question: Can we get a chain link oracle for the index? Um, that way, we can use it as collateral on Cheeto. Um, I know that takes yeah. I know that takes some time, but uh, just have you all had any thoughts about that for future plans? Yeah. We would love to be working with Cheetah like at, at, at a DeFi level for this. Um, Zoe, our methodologist, this is one of her first ideas, which is like we should be um, a token that can be used as collateral on Chi. So uh, I, I, it's it's on the roadmap. Um, but like, yes, we'd love this idea. It's on the roadmap. I will I will work with Eng to see like what what more um, granularity we have. But like, yeah, after that we ship this, I think all these things become possible. Beautiful. Um, we also have a question from Crypto Godfather. Uh, enjoying what you're doing. Uh, great to see that she is uh, one of the five in that 50%. If you're not charging fees or management fee, uh, then how do you make money or how do you survive? Sure. Our long-term business model is going to be streaming fee-based. Um, but because we're so new, um, we're just basically free to launch right now um, because like there's no, we prefer to like just have zero friction for the early adopters and also zero cost. So long term, there will be a streaming fee. Like like um, I think, if I were like spiritually, I think for for if basic products on the L1 chains is probably gonna be like one percent. Um, for more advanced products uh, that require bridging solutions, uh, probably under two percent. That's roughly the kind of fee structure that we that we have in mind. We're happy to f- get feedback on that. Um, but I think for people today, they can just consider that um, it's, it's, it's essentially going to be fee-free for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, um, and then let me just see. Uh, okay, great. I think, um, I think there was a question on like, how do we c- compare versus um, the P10 and, and the balancer? Thing. Yeah, correct. yeah. On that, yeah, I think I think the balancer product is very very fascinating. Um, it's it's like using a AMM to almost function as a as an index product. I think there are few uh, like I think that with that approach, they're they're a little bit more um, um, rigid with uh, with what the pool like. You can't rebalance to to. Um, arbitrary percentages, I think, as much as as an index product, which is really designed to do that. 
um, I think it's an interesting exploration, but it, uh, it, but really quite different as well. So I would say, you know, it's just like another iteration of, of kind of the design space we're in, um, so that we've kind of created an AMM for that. Um, I think I think that's that's perfectly cool. Um, in terms of just comparing directly to index products, which can rebalance arbitrarily and set kind of these rules more arbitrarily, um, it's really us. I've, I've heard about the P10, of course, um, on, on index co-op side. One big difference, I think, is with P10, um, with we were hoping um, to have more constituents, but ultimately we realized that it would not work very well if there were more constituents. And with 10, like if you look down the kind of um, market cap, the, the the table of what number seven, eight, nine are, very quickly you run into protocols that have very limited liquidity in the um, in the pools. Um, and what that means is basically every time you rebalance the product, you're going to get massive slippage. Uh, and that slippage will essentially kind of eat into your investor, um, eat, eat into anyone who's buying those tokens because it will, it's, it's being very cost inefficient to acquire. So, um, I think the reason why we ended up with six was we felt like six, uh, Matic plus five is really the only is is currently kind of the state and maturity of the ecosystem that Polygon in- intrinsically has. Right. Um, I think if Polygon succeeds over time, um, more and more uh, m- protocols will become mature in terms of market cap and liquidity and could enter the index. But as it stands today, if you run the rules um, and, and you, you know, ex- you, you, you respect them, uh, I think anything below six uh, any more tokens beyond six just becomes um, quite quite costly and risky for the investor because let's face it, a lot of the new ones are very kind of immature and, and they were just started a few months ago. So it's like, it's a, it's a little bit hairy to just include all of them. Um, our hope is over time, the Polygon eco- ecosystem kind of blossoms. Um, a lot of the, the uh, projects reach like reasonable market caps and also um, above 3 million in the kind of TVL liquidity, in, in the LP liquidity. And if they do, they automatically get included um, in the Pico token that we're building. So six is the starting point, but N is the, is there's no hard limit, right? And because it's on Polygon, it's very cheap to include more because rebalancing costs, gas costs are so much lower. Um, our hope is over time, um, as the kind of protocols mature and grow, the portion that is devoted to Matic will also decrease to be and, and be allocated to the protocols. Um, right now, it's 50% because it's early and Matic is kind of like the anchor investment. Uh, um, but beyond that, you know, if in six months time, if Polygon really, really matures, uh, we could see maybe Matic shrink to like 33% uh, and the constituents, you know, make up like 66% the rest. That's great. That kind of flexibility. I think some more questions coming in here from the community. Um, uh, so where, where did the name come from? Or how do you pronounce it? Yeah. Amun. Amun is indeed the Egyptian god of sun and air. It's, and then it became like, it's kind of like Egypt. If you read Egyptian mythology, it's actually um, many, many generations of stories. Um, but like Amun became later on the king of gods in Egypt mythology. Um, and the reason why we picked the name is because the founder, um, Hani Rashwan, is Egyptian. Uh, the, uh, we have two founders. Hani uh, is Egyptian. Ophelia is, um, it, is Italian, but both are essentially American. If you talk to them, they're very, they're, you know, they went to school here and all that. Um, so we, uh, Hani loves his heritage, I think. I think is actually a great name because in crypto, uh, lore is so much of the culture. And, and you know, we have protocols now that reference Greek mythology, we have protocols now that follow like Norse mythology. Um, Egyptian mythology is arguably like the OG and the richest of all those kind of universes. Um, And I think it actually is a a great, uh, great name and and backstory that we have to build out. We have some pretty exciting plans to kind of like flesh it out, including really like leaning into that heritage. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's from the founders kind of heritage. I love it. Um, <laughs> so it has moon. nothing to yeah, do moon. with uh, to the moon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> open to interpretation. Yeah, we're all, we are very familiar with like uh, kind of like 
those references. I mean, we don't do mythology, we do like philosophy, but I think it's cool yeah. to have some kind of like an identity. That, um, yeah, type. I love it. The the whole um your, your whole Chinese thing with uh, Confucius stuff is is, is hilarious. Thank you. Um, beautiful. Um, I know that we've got a question, and, and I'm, I think you had answered it earlier on in the in the call. But uh, for those who are just now coming or projects that are listening in, uh, what do you consider? Uh, what would you consider an entry criteria for new constituents? Is it TVL or do you have like a community vote for those? Oh yeah. Um, so is. I think the main things are you have to be a launch project with, um, I think, two months of track record. Um, you, you need to be in the top, call it 10, in terms of market cap, and you need liquidity in the, in the LP pools in excess of $3 million. Those are, like, basically the table stakes. Um, if, like, one way to pragmatically look at this is, like, what is currently um, almost uh, in but not quite in? I forgot. I, I don't want to name names, but, like, basically the next – we don't have number seven in the portfolio because number seven's – um, liquidity in the LP pools is like one million or one and a half million, uh, and it's just not like the, we. Our aspiration for this index is like to be a thirty to fifty million dollar kind of AUM index. Um, so if you're if you have less, if you don't have only if you have only a million in your LP pool, when we rebalance and if you make up a reasonable percent, it's just going to be just not tradable, right? So um, having decent uh, liquidity, I think, is the key thing holding back um, having more constituents, and I hope that will improve over time. Awesome. Yeah, something we look at to we're adding collaterals. The most important thing is to have liquidity. Not is like you know it doesn't really matter how big. Absolutely, and as as more questions trickle in, I I did just want to ask, like, how did y'all get into the crypto space, just personally? Sure. Um, I got in because I, I, I guess I started in 2016 because I worked at ARK Invest uh, and my, my partner analyst at the time, Chris Berniski, uh, basically he, he stopped doing his job and just started following Bitcoin exclusively <laughs> until he's like, make me a new job for crypto or, um, or I don't think I have anything to do left. <laughs> So he became extremely passionate uh, about Bitcoin. Bitcoin was really the only thing happening at the time. Ethereum was not barely launched yet. Um, and, you know, we, we at ARC kind of wrote the first, uh, some of the first investment, institutional grade investment literature on why Bitcoin is not insane uh, and why uh, it's, you know, worthy of inclusion in your portfolio. Uh, and at the time, we were the, well, we were the first ETF um, to have exposure to Bitcoin um, anywhere. So that's kind of like one of the claims to fame at ARK Invest. Uh, I looked at it with kind of like some suspicion. I wasn't persuaded because like by the whole economic, um, libertarian, Austrian, you know, philosophy kind of perspective, because it's just, I don't really think as much in um, theoretical and macro terms, as uh, especially for monetary stuff. Um, uh, as, as the folks interested in the first wave of Bitcoin, I'm much more of a, a software and platforms guy. You know, I, uh, you know, have a tech background. So once you have applications and users, it makes sense to me. If you just have a bunch of like abstract theory on, on supply and, 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 and things like that, it's, it, it, I appreciate the theory, but it doesn't like move me as much. So I, you know, followed along for the next couple of years, um, uh, but clearly, basically, at the end of 2020, something was starting to change. Um, I saw what happened with DeFi Summer, but I didn't quite get into it because I was busy with like work work. Um, but then 2021, early 2021, NFT mania, not the current NFT mania, but the first wave of NFT mania on Nifty um, came about. And uh, I'd actually left ARC to, to, to join an AI company. I was a month in, and I found that I was just spending all my time uh, messing around with NFTs, and I, uh, my my mind was not already not on the job, and I just started this new exciting job. Um, so, I quit that job and basically said, uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to just explore the underbellies of crypto, and maybe I'll find something in the end. So that was the plan. 
And uh, I did that. I wrote some newsletters, did some podcasts, uh, just absolutely fascinating what Ethereum is like developing and uh, has been developing in 2021. The, the, the maturity of DeFi and, and, and NFT is like actually reaching the mainstream. Um, really, really incredible. Uh, but yeah, after a while, like I talked to the folks at a moon, they, um, they were looking to build out their token business. And, uh, and yeah, I decided to join because I figured I can probably make more of an impact with the team than just be a, you know, solo researcher, writer, um, kind of on my own, especially given I'm still fairly new compared to some of the OGs in the space. So yeah, that's, um, that's kind of how I came. It was really kind of uh, traditional investing and then just being interested in crypto once it became a software platform, especially Ethereum. Uh, and now like like combining the two and really building index products uh, and as well as like a whole, really a whole, whole new team and company um, to really accelerate the space. Ron, what's your story? Uh, yeah, I've always been um, a big believer in like radical innovation and investing in that. I've been a Tesla investor since 2013. Was that even before ARC? <laughs> um, yes, but, like, uh, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, um, and uh, I'm an investor in SpaceX, and I do a couple of, like, angel investments. Um, so I, I've always kind of been looking at, like, what does the next 10, 20 years look like? And I was actually in Bitcoin in, like, 2013. I went to a lot of the meetups, and um, I love the technology, but the people scared me. <laughs> um, so I, I did not invest, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like, uh, you know, when it came to, uh, 2018 after the great crash, I said, oh, this looks like a good buy entry point. <laughs> so, uh, I got involved in Bitcoin. I actually wanted a crypto job in 2017-ish. Um, but I just saw a bunch of exchanges and I said, exchange is not like an interesting, like, business model to me. Um, it's just like a race to the bottom in terms of commoditization. Um, but like, uh, I revisited the space in 2020, I got much more into it and I saw how robust the crypto ecosystem grew, options market, futures market, um, all these, uh, decentralized applications. Um, and you know, like, uh, you know, I saw that, you know, that happening in, in 2017, the crypto kitties and everything, but it's just so much wider and more robust and, um, just seeing like, uh, these scaling solutions, um, you know, because, uh, it, it was, it was really a much more mature space. And then, so, um, I said I was going to get into the space. I invested in a couple of companies in the space and, um, eventually, um, James, uh, persuaded me to move over to Amun. <laughs> um, I was weighing a couple of different offers, but what I think is exciting here is that for the next 50 million people who are going to get in the crypto ecosystem, um, it's going to be things like index exposure, um, where you're not actively managing, you're not a DeFi to gen, um, where you just believe in the theory, you, 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 you see what's happening, you see the traction, you want to get involved, but it's not going to be like the thing you obsess about on a daily basis. And it could be a, you know, it, it's weird. It's an index. So it has a diversification of a lot of different projects, but it has a potential to go like a, like, you know, a hundred X or more as an index and indexes normally don't have hundred X potential in it. Right. So, um, you're kind of getting the, the best of both worlds over here. And, um, I genuinely believe in what we're doing and that makes my job so much easier as a head of marketing person rather than being brand manager at like Procter and Gamble and convincing you that Tide is better than um, a generic laundry detergent when like 99.8% of the chemical formulation is like the exact same thing. <laughs> um, in crypto, I genuinely believe all of my friends who buy our token are going to get rich in like 10 years, not financial advice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, it's much easier easier to do something when you really believe it in yourselves. And that's why I'm so excited to be in a room of really passionate people on, on a Sunday, um, just nerding out over crypto together. I love y'all. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so Ron, when, when did you invest in Tide? Uh, <laughs> when I invest in what? Oh, Tide. <laughs> no, I, 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 I shop exclusively at Costco. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And so, um, I see there's a trend from your early investments that follow anything that Elon Musk does. Do you have some Dogecoin? No, 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 no. I'm not on oh. Dogecoin. I'm okay. not like a Elon Musk zealot. I just like I'm not in Neuralink. I had an opportunity to invest in Neuralink. I declined. Um, it's just that 
any company that's really engineering driven and that has like competitive modes and patents and like technology, um, I think is very compelling. Um, so uh, that, uh, you know, is what driven me there. Um, I, I'm an investor in a, a couple of other things like a battery recycling company, um, ABML, and, um, you know, a, actually a terror ecosystem company called IntelliBridge. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm invested in quite a few things. And uh, what is happening here in the Polygon ecosystem is incredibly fun. And I say this as someone that I'm currently trying to write a blog post right now, kind of like simplifying the Polygon ecosystem and making it accessible to like uh, your college student or your parents or whoever. And I find it incredibly fun to write the, the persuasive material on why it's an exciting ecosystem to care about. I love it. Love it. And then also, um, just for the for the both of y'all, uh, if y'all want to share your your Twitter handles in the uh, text chat that way, or the text channel that way, uh, people can follow y'all moving forward. Um, also, I saw another question up here somewhere. Uh, what do y'all do with the tokens when you're sitting on them? For example, you have a big bat- bag of Matic um, that is covering your your index. Uh, what are you doing with that bag of Matic? Is it just sitting there? Right now, we're not doing anything. Um, okay. It is more, um, I think there's, we've talked about like making it productive. And I think there, A, the second you do that, there's a little bit more increase in exposure for um, for the token holders uh, by definition, right? Uh, and B, like, I think there is there is some engineering work that has to be done. I think it's, we considered it. Uh, it's and we may still do something, but the, by default, uh, it's being held, so it's like it has the minimum kind of risk exposure. Correct. Correct. Yeah. If, if you ever want to do anything with that matic, you can always uh, use it as collateral on Cheeto. But <laughs> I <digress. laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm uh, curious if we've had you know some pretty great feedback. If you guys or any of the community members listening have any ideas on. Um, what we, I guess, what Amun could build next and or how Amun and Cheetah could work together. We talked about, you know, using Pico as a collateral, the Pico ecosystem token as collateral for um, on, to, to make my. Um, anything else we could do uh, kind of like to really build more Lego blocks for DeFi? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, community, start throwing in some uh, some ideas. Or again, also, I do want to let people know that if you do want to come up to stage um, and use your voice, you can use your voice as well. You don't have to just write in the chat. I should just share. I'm also a very community-driven member. Like, I am on Reddit, like, all the time. So, like, any ideas or suggestions you guys have, I'm, like, totally down to, like, nerd out over stuff. What would be the best way for them to to share these ideas with with y'all? fairly accessible on discord personally i'm a twitter person more um so like it could go through you guys you could dm me directly on twitter um you could join our discord that we'd love that um so here let's uh let's share like ron could you find our discord link and just drop yeah, that in I'll, the chat? I'll plug a link to our discord group right. in the chat join our discord group where we're constantly looking for ideas we've already had some folks chime in with ideas we could never have imagined so yeah, um, yeah we'd love to have you um on board as well yeah i think that's the beauty of, of communities is uh just the the different perspectives different uh you know the bigger brain power the more brains you have the the more unique ideas will actually pop up. Um, all right, there we've got the Discord in the in the text channel. Um, see me, don't worry. I'll make sure to get in there. Yeah, for real. Uh, and then a uh, question in terms of for people who may not be as familiar with indexes and all that kind of stuff. Like, do indexes usually outperform like? just holding single like tokens either traditionally or also in the crypto space the um it's it's a very interesting question um it's very hard to make that distinction because like say for the s&p 500 you're like 
does uh, holding the, the SPY outperform the underlying or picking the underlying? It's like which of the 500 are you comparing, right? And also over what time frame? If you were 100% in Apple from 2007 to today, you, you know, you would dramatically outperform um, the, uh, the, the any index. Um, but if you were in, I don't know, was WorldCom part of that index? Then you went to zero. So it's like um, it's it's very hard to make that comparison. I think what traditionally, uh, well, yeah, I mean, mutual funds are not relevant. But basically, like I think I think what I, I tend to think of it as a service, right? You know, um, just like we might use a paid tier of like Salesforce or Slack or um, um, Netflix, like you're 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 doing these things not not because there are no other options you could always use the free option um, but because the kind of um, by by basically kind of procuring a service uh, for a modest fee you actually take a bunch of work off your off yourself and also um, I think the benefit is that for those who are who want a bit more risk um, control it, the indexes provide natural diversification that's I think probably the best. Um, way to think about it like it's it will always automatically on a monthly basis spread out your invested um, capital um, across six or more tokens in, in, in the case of pico so i think for a lot of people the fact that you can just set it and forget it and know that you know some people just hold ethereum passively and 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 they've done very well um, i think if um, the polygon ecosystem does very well like holding something like pico passively would give you that same kind of like peace of mind you don't have to worry you know did did a protocol get rugged did did something happen here or there you just know that um and did i miss out on a certain project like you can be very passionate about one project and totally miss out on another um like indexes really give you kind of a way to to kind of smooth out all those considerations uh let's see yeah, and then again, we've got uh, some mentions. Diversification always wins long term. I think it's even more important within the crypto space. Um, time zones are operating from. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're operating from the Eastern time zone. Uh, um, and then Slade, this uh, yeah, I mean, the text channel will be will be up. Um, Continuously, it just stays the same one, right? It's just yeah, it stays the same one. So you can you'd be able to scroll up and and see past uh, past conversations. Um, no, great. Uh, let's see. I know we we kind of hit the hour in our um, in our AMA, and so we don't want to take too much of your time. Um, did y'all have any other tidbits that you wanted to uh, that you wanted to share or you know give our community some insights? Sure. We, um, we'd love to, you know, have as much input from you guys as possible. Um, and, you know, right now it's like our current construction rules are, are basically the, the weighing of market cap and liquidity. Um, if you think, for example, uh, other protocols within Polygon uh, are, are um, uh, coming up or worthy of consideration or that we should look into, uh, we'd certainly appreciate that. Um, if you think there are any ways that Chi and uh, Amun can work together, uh, from a DeFi perspective, um, like how we can, you know, like build, um, I guess, leverage each other and what we've built to, to, to build even more interesting products. We'd love to hear um, from you on that. Uh, we will be, of course, monitoring this channel, but feel free to hop over to um, to our Discord as well or to, to our Twitter. Um, those links uh, kind of are above. Um, and yeah, we'd love to uh, hear from you. And we are you know, we're a bunch of people. Everyone on the moon side is is all like cartoons and avatars with their own lives and deep in crypto land. So we'd love to really, really um, work together and build more stuff. Can I shill our stuff now, James? Yes, please. Yes. We are giving away so much money, guys. So much money. <laughs> I've lose track of all of our free money initiatives we're giving away. But stay tuned. <laughs> Um, in the coming weeks, um, our hard launch is in the beginning of October because we're timing that with an event with Polygon themselves. Um, and there's going to be a whole plethora of initiatives out that are community initiatives on Discord and Telegram groups, um, on interactive things with people. Um, we're going to be giving, a, I think in just raw prices over, um, 
you know, fifty thousand plus dollars U.S. dollars to over five hundred people, if not more. Um, and that's not even including our liquidity mining. Our liquidity mining stuff is going to be like God knows, like how much money, <laughs> like maybe over half a million or something. Um, so yeah, I encourage everyone to stay tuned. We have a lot of things coming out. We have like over ten free money giveaway initiatives coming out. So um, that's all coming. Um, and I will be talking with the uh, Chidao team to talk about that in more depth um, after this AMA as well to get them involved and get your Discord and your Telegram and your Twitter communities in, involved in that as well. Um, so yeah, I, I really that that's one thing. Uh, two um, is uh, I really just want to emphasize that this ecosystem token is a great way to give people exposure to Polygon who otherwise wouldn't have in the broader ecosystem, whether they're DeFi natives on Ethereum and they can get access to Polygon ecosystem tokens now, um, whether they're um, OTC desk capability, they're like a institution or a super rich person who doesn't even know how to do anything crypto at all. And now you can just plop them tokens on their account. Um, and three, we're even looking at uh, possibly bringing this uh, ecosystem token on an exchange. So if we bring it on an exchange, it's super mainstream at that point, right? Um, so stay tuned for all those things. We are trying our hardest to make the Polygon ecosystem as accessible to as many people as possible. If you have any ideas, any leads of any individuals who you know, um, or just anyone, you know, like, uh, you know, anything you want to talk to us about, feel free to uh, message James on Twitter or DM me on Discord. Um, that is the second thing. Um, and the third thing is uh, we have an uh, initiative um, that's a pet project of mine called Blockchain Brunch. Um, it, the first one is going to be a September 18th. It's a monthly Zoom meeting uh, that we have across people from all over the crypto ecosystem. And uh, it's a three-part meeting. The first part is just small group networking. You join the Zoom meeting, you're automatically assigned in a small group of like one or two other people for speed networking, 15 minutes, just to get to know other people in the ecosystem. Maybe you can show them about the Polygon ecosystem and like why Polygon is the best, right? <laughs> the second part of the Zoom meeting is everyone goes into a main room where we have different breakout rooms. So one of them might be like, hey – one topic room might be what's U.S. government regulations in crypto look like this month. Another might be um, what is uh, your favorite DeFi strategy of the month or your favorite NFT of the month. A third topic breakout room could be Polygon hangout room for all the Polygon ecosystem people just nerd out about Polygon, right? And just having a a, a voice and Zoom channel um, to really talk about that and build community on a monthly basis. So I think that will definitely be fun. Not just for all of you to hang out with on a regular cadence, like a water cooler type of a thing, but to even bring more people into the Polygon ecosystem by talking about why it's such a great ecosystem. Um, and the third component of that uh, blockchain brunch is um, a list of jobs and internships from all the participating companies that are available to people. So we're going to have a bunch of jobs and a bunch of internships and email addresses of hiring managers to give you special exclusive access to those opportunities. So um, I have over 20 uh, college uh, student organizations signed up to join this event. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of student activity. And uh, by not limiting to just students, I want everyone to get involved. Um, whether you just want to nerd out over Polygon with other people, whether you want to do small group networking, whether you're looking for a job in the crypto ecosystem, Blockchain Brunch is here for everyone. And because at Amun, we're like a third-party entity, we're like neutral and objective and can give pro and con on everything, we can create cross-protocol-wide events like Blockchain Brunch. So um, I'm going to drop a link to our sign-up. Uh, you can sign up. It's a totally free event for everyone involved. We might even want to like do some charity donations in the future. Um, but yeah, hopefully that is something that, that can excite people as we grow the crypto ecosystem to a broader group of people. That's the central theme of Amun, providing thoughtful research um, to grow the ecosystem to get people more comfortable with crypto. Nice. Yeah, please drop that in the text channel. I, I sign, me, sign me the hell up. And we have uh, quite a few others that... Uh are in that same boat. Cool. Callum, did you have a question? How did you join the state? Hey, guys. Um, honestly, just a little bit of uh, community. There's a lot of good uh, cross-activity cross between Chi and Adamant, and I want the Adamant community to be more aware of the value that's sitting here on this stage. 
Um, we've been talking with with the AMOON team for a little bit, and so I just want to make sure that the Chi community knows that I want you all over in the Adamant chat and make sure that we uh, are paying attention to this. Bring it up. Make it public. Let us know how much you guys like it because we uh, pay attention to y'all's lead. So just something I wanted to make sure we're aware of. Yeah, hey man, are you yeah. um, part of the admin? Are you part of the admin team or just a community member? Uh, I think he's he's, he's part, part of the of admin it. team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's part of the team. Um, cool. Emma, you can, I, you can get... pop back off mute and answer. So. Or just type it in the text. Um, I'd love to. Yeah, I, I, we are. We have a Telegram open with the admin team. We have a Telegram open with each of the five kind of constituent uh, protocols. Um, and uh, yeah, we'd love to work uh, work together. That's great. Yeah, Adamant is fantastic. Uh, great team, great support. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I think um, like next step for us, we we definitely have to get this over to the community through some kind of like proposal. So we'll be drafting that up and sending it y'all's way. I mean, probably tomorrow or the day after. Cause I know we have like a deadline coming up. Or like, um, Ben, I think you cut out. I'm not sure if that was the end of your sentence. Oh, okay. Where, where did I cut off? Um, basically, yeah, we're, we're gonna have a a chip, and then um, there's a deadline coming up, and then right after the deadline, you you cut out. Oh yeah, sorry. Perhaps my internet's not great right now, but yeah, just that we'll we'll be writing that out and. Uh, Y'all will get to vote on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. James, Ron, it was um, it was fantastic. I loved what I heard. I am a DGen just like you, James, and so I'm going to. Uh, I I have a tendency to ape into things. Um, I think this one is definitely one of those uh, those apeable moments for me. 